Today, I'm gonna to take you behind the scenes of a call that I have with every single one of our onboarding employees. And this is one of the most important things I do. I have not turned this into a online training. I haven't put this in a process document because I believe it is so important for me to be able to communicate this with our team members, especially our new team members, what these concepts are. So the first one is called PPF planning. You'll hear a little bit more about that in a second. And the second is called the employee maturity model. And so I go through this explanation to this brand new group of team members, what these things are. And you'll notice a few things that I'm doing. First, I'm making them comfortable through me asking them what their name are for them to share their role inside the organization. And also I'm lightening the mood by asking them about what their favorite food is. And I think it's important to have life and energy inside something that can feel really rigid and corporate. So I do that very intentionally. It might seem like it's like silly, but I think that if people don't enjoy their work and if you can't be yourself in a meeting like this and you can't introduce yourself to new team members in, a, in this type of way, it really does a disservice to you in feeling authentic inside your own business. The second thing that I'm doing is sharing with them and reinforcing to them, hey, this is a goal-oriented organization. We talked about this in the interview process, but I need you to understand we are 10X around here. We expect you to be 10X around here. And I'm sharing with them stories of people who have been successful, who were in the exact same place that they are right now, and that they have this opportunity to be like them, to make more money, to be able to have this fulfillment with their goals if they go through this process that's been laid out and if they go all in on this opportunity. And so these themes kind of go throughout this call, but I know one of the things I've been asked about uh, in this YouTube channel and in the content of the surveys and polls that I put out on Instagram is like, what are the actual behind the scenes of meetings like inside your environment? So this is my very first one. I'm interested to know what you think. Watch this call and then um, we'll get right back to you in just a second. Hi guys. Hello. Hello. Um, welcome to onboarding. It would be amazing if all of you guys could mute yourself, ideally not at the same time. Um, I'll just like, just like popcorn. Do you guys know what that is? I'm Alex is the first person on the top of my screen. Alex, if you could introduce yourself. I know I've introduced you. Your name's obviously Alex, but your role and favorite food. And then you choose the next person. Great. Uh, Alex Nems here, financial advisor. Um, favorite food is actually tacos and it's taco Tuesday. So great. Okay. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on the call. Um, I guess next person, Tiger. Hey, Tiger Wrench. I am a senior paid media manager helping out with some of the digital marketing efforts here, um, on the MSS side, uh, basically any seafood, shrimp, scallops, lobster, crab, it's all good. So, um, I think uh, Fabian. Appreciate that. Sorry um, if I mispronounced that. No, that's perfect. Um, Fabian Vega. Um, I am a M&A business uh, integration manager. Um, and my favorite food, this is going to sound weird, but I really like eating mashed potatoes and corn mixed together uh, with some Doritos. Uh, I could eat that every day. So Did you say with Doritos? Yep. Yep. I, yeah, it's so good. Cool Ranch <laughs> or Nacho? Uh, I would say nacho, Cool Ranch, Cool Ranch works, but, uh, nacho is the go-to. <laughs> so my name's Natalie Dawson. I am responsible for operations at this awesome company called Cardone Ventures and 10X Health. 
And my favorite food is buffalo chicken wings with ranch. I love spicy food. Um, it's kind of a toss up between that and chips and queso. I uh, try not to eat any of that too often, but uh, you know, it's a great dish for really comfort. Um, but we're not here to talk about all of our favorite food, although it's good to get to know you guys. And my intention for you guys' onboarding is for you to feel like you have other people to connect with outside of just your direct team members or the direct clients that you work with. This organization means so much to me. And the reason for that is I really care about our culture. I really care about the team that comprises this organization. It's not just the company. I'm not committed to Cardone Ventures, the brand, but it's the remarkable people that we really impact every single day. And yes, our mission is to impact our clients' lives, but the bigger piece of that is also our team members, because I can't tell you how many times I've had team members who joined this organization who didn't exactly feel 10x when they started, but wanted to become 10x or wanted to, you know, just achieve something more and do bigger things. Um, how their lives have entirely changed through working here, how their families' lives have changed, how they've changed interactions with their friends and their goals. And so that's my intention of this particular meeting today. Uh, I get to do two onboarding calls with our new team members. The first is, well, they don't really have a particular order, but one is the business model overview. The other is the PPF slash employee maturity model conversation. I decided to make that happen today because I'm also going to be um, utilizing this in order to share with our clients how to have this type of conversation with their team members. Um, so that's hence why I have a microphone on and this meeting is recorded. Um, because I think it's like, this is the stuff that most people don't actually get to see the behind the scenes of and more business owners need to know how to have conversations like this. And that's all about sharing the vision and what the opportunity is for team members who want to thrive and succeed inside the organization and it doesn't happen without us sharing what that looks like. And so with that, two pieces. So I mentioned a lot of acronyms. I'm sure you're being bombarded with acronyms right now. It is okay. I promise there's going to be this moment. It's probably around the three month mark where like all of it comes together to hang in there. Uh, there is an acronym list that should be very helpful for you to not just feel like you have to remember the A's and the B's and the C's and the PPF and the EMM and the all of the stuff. Um, but the PPF, so personal, professional, financial goals, you might remember through our interview process that we shared our mission statement, which is to help business owners achieve their personal, professional, financial goals through the growth of their businesses. But then we also asked you guys the question of what your professional goals were over the next five years, because what we recognize is you will never care about our clients to the extent that you don't have goals that you care about that are tied to why we would serve our clients. And so this PPF thing isn't just something that we talk about in an interview process and then just move right off of. You're going to be sitting down with your manager around the two month mark of employment with Cardone Ventures and sharing with them your personal, professional and financial goals in the increments of one, three and five years. Now, it would be my recommendation to you to feel as open as you want to with how much you you want to share there's no requirement that you share you know your deepest darkest goals with your manager however what i will say is if you want to achieve something and you're not ever clear with anybody that you want this thing it's it really dramatically reduces the opportunity or chance that you're going to get that thing um, and i like to think of it like this imagine if you're a manager or your, your boss or your coach uh, and somebody says who's making $60,000 a year, 
I want to make $100,000 next year versus the person who says, I want to make $200,000 next year. It, logic would state that you would have to coach somebody who wants to make two times more differently and the expectations would be different of that person who said that they wanted that thing than the person who said that they wanted to make $100,000. And so this is why I like encourage you to share what you are willing and open enough to share with your manager when you sit down and have this conversation because that's not on the organization to like figure out how to mind read and like, oh, we're gonna present this opportunity on a silver platter for you because this organization is 10X and there are people here who come to us who've never made more than $60,000 in a year and the next year will have made 300,000. Like there are like people who really want that type of mentorship, that type of coaching, that type of opportunity because their goals are aggressive. But again, it helps the manager calibrate how to coach that person because they said, hey, I wanna make $300,000 a year. I will share a couple of stories. Um, Ashley Edwards, who is now on the 10X Health side of our business, started here as a professional development advisor. She was going to be in the strategic business unit. And when I sat down and had her PPF conversation with her and another one of our team members, she stated that her goal was to make a quarter of a million dollars in the, in the role that she was in or over the next two years. And I said to her, it's not likely that you are going to be able to do that next year as a professional development advisor. There's XYZ comp. You could sell some things and you could get to 100000 but for you to be able to get to a quarter of a million dollars next year in the role that you're in is, is probably not the right role. However, if you are interested in joining the sales team and willing to learn the skill to sell, there's no limit on what you could earn inside this organization. And she thought about it for about a week and was like, okay, great. I'm, I'm willing and interested to join the sales team. So that transition took place. And the first two months of being in sales, she thinks she cried every day, if not every other day. She is like the exact opposite personality to want to sell. Um, she's a high stabilizer, which we'll get into in another training. Um, but her goal and the desire to make more income outweighed her preference. I, that's something that's really important to me. The goal, if the goal is big enough, should outweigh what the preference is or what we're uncomfortable doing. Long story short, Ashley um, has been the top salesperson every single year inside Cardone Ventures. She's made over $400,000 in annual compensation. She's been able to put away what she thought she wanted to be able to make in gross income. And now she's the director of wellness at 10X Health because she's developed these skill sets and she knows how to add value. And that's all happened in a matter of three years. And I can point you to countless people who have moved from uh, the current role that they were in to a senior version of that role and now leading people in a very short amount of time. But that was because they said, hey, I'm interested in leadership and I'm interested in making more money. And that allows the, the leader to say, okay, I need to push hard in order for you to be able to achieve those things, but that really is possible for you. And so this PPF conversation is a cornerstone of your your time at Cardone Ventures. It's like one of the most important conversations that if I were you, I would prep for in advance. The reason we do it at the two month mark is we want you guys to see what opportunities exist in the organization. Like if you just had the conversation right now, you wouldn't even know certain things that you could potentially see opportunity in. Um, and so the two month mark really allows you to understand what your role is, to see opportunities, to understand kind of how things work in the organization for you to be able to properly establish what those goals look like. From like a blocking and tackling standpoint, um, Gabby will be providing you, director of 
HR will be providing you with the form. It's really simple and straightforward. It literally has a blank for like personal 135, professional 135, financial 135. And then your manager will sit down with you at that two month mark and say, I'm so excited to sit down and have this conversation. Let's align your goals with the department's goals, with the organization goals. So walk me through your one year personal goals. And then they'll ask a bunch of questions and then you'll move on to the three year and they'll ask a bunch of questions. Um, and that will wrap up that part of it until you have bi-weekly one-on-ones with your manager where you'll be giving them updates on things that are going well, areas that you're stalled, questions that you have in order to achieve those things, etc. Um, there's an additional piece of this which is called SMART goals. Have you guys heard of SMART goals before, the, the framework? So that can be helpful for people. So SMART, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, timely. That can be helpful when you're trying to like flesh out what your goals might be. Like how do you make it more specific? How do you make it more measurable? So she'll be sending you a document for explaining what that looks like so that you can feel really prepared coming into this conversation. With that, the PPFs, the reason we talk about PPFs and the employee maturity model in the same conversation is they really are tied together. So the employee maturity model, think of it as career pathing. Uh, we have done a really good job here in this organization of really studying the people who have succeeded uh, with our philosophies, who've succeeded inside like growing themselves, people like Ashley, people like Candace, um, and looked at and said, okay, like what, what is the difference between a coordinator and a senior coordinator? What's the difference between a manager and a senior manager? What's the difference between a director and a senior director? And an executive versus a senior executive versus a, versus, um, a partner. And so we've documented all of that information in what's called our employee maturity model. And the strategic business unit has its own employee maturity model of how you advance from a finance advisor to a senior finance advisor to the director of finance. And it also breaks down all of the competencies for what the, those expectations are. So I'm going to pull up our employee maturity model just so that you can get a visual on this uh, and you can you guys see my screen beautiful okay so this is the like Cardo Ventures corporate employee maturity model um, where we have listed the difference between me versus we roles I will note that this is all in base compensation uh, which does not include any incentive compensation and it does not include any commission. What's really amazing about this organization is when I look at like our senior managers, our senior managers across this organization actually make uh, anywhere between four, uh, I think it's like 44% more than their base salary through incentive comp and commission comp because we believe heavily in tracking metrics so that people earn more money for doing the right activities, not just increasing base compensation and, and having it be kind of set and stagnant, which really helps people who are high performers, like know what are the very specific things that are gonna drive the performance for me to want to excel and achieve being the best in my role. And so the, the me versus we idea is me roles are individual contributors. I mean, they're responsible for delivering a marketing plan. They're responsible for finalizing a budget, whereas we roles, have those components, but then they are also very much responsible for the development and the leadership um, of the team member. So they have direct reports. And in this document, I'm not gonna go through every single tab, but um, 
we give a description of like our core uh, philosophies, what the difference is in the thought process of people who are in a me role versus somebody who's in a we role. So for instance, as it relates to your goals, how these two things connect very well together. When you're in a me role, one of the things that you're really focused on is understanding your goals. You're also developing your goals. You're achieving your goals and then understanding what the organization's goals are. But as you think about, okay, what is a we role responsible for? It's not just the alignment of the goals with the organization's goals, but it's the team goals and ensuring that your team members are achieving their goals inside the organization. So your ability to have a PPF conversation, your ability to, um, coach somebody through an obstacle that you also experienced when you were in that exact same position. We take this so seriously around here because um, one of the biggest difficulties inside our organization scaling is people who know how to set something, like set a target, overcome the barriers and the obstacles that is associated with setting a target or a goal. Like if it's so easy to just think like, oh, goals are just, something that you set once a year and it's a new year's resolution and you know this it's, it's a nice goal it's a nice target well when you actually connect that to hey i'm really passionate about doing this thing and this thing in my lifetime is something that i like i feel called to actually hit but i haven't done it yet when you are i guess self-aware enough to realize like i haven't done it yet and i'm going to overcome obstacles because that is by nature what it means to actually set and hit a goal the ability to break through those things is what you can then help and teach other people to do. I think of our business owners who come to us, they don't come to us because we've never helped business owners grow and scale. Like it would, it would not be logical for a business owner to pay $40,000 to attend an event if we hadn't achieved what they are looking to achieve. They're not asking their 10 year old niece how to grow their business from $5 million to $50 million. So why are they asking us? They're asking us because we've done those things. Well, the same exact like dichotomy exists inside a team and inside a coach and a team member. And so these different perspectives of me goal or me roles versus we roles is really important for you to understand as you are in a me role. Um, because if you don't understand what we're looking for when you're in a me role, it's going to be difficult for you to actually live into and be a really great coach when you are responsible for other people. And this compensation piece, like the me versus we roles, you we pay people more who do have these leadership qualities. The ability to duplicate yourself is one of the most difficult things that business owners struggle with. It's one of the most diff difficult things leaders struggle with. And so it's a very particular skill set. And a lot of people tap out because they don't know how to do this. And what we've done in the rest of these tabs that you'll notice, so if, if you're in a manager role here, these are all of the competencies that we're saying, okay, this is what a great manager looks like. A great manager is open to change. A great manager experiments and will try anything to find solutions versus somebody who's at a coordinator level might not be able to figure out how to experiment with something to find a solution because they're just stuck with whatever the problem is. And so we list all of these things out and then we also have these readings that we've read at these different phases of our journeys at different phases of people who've been successful in this environment and their journeys to help give you the tools and equip you with what you need to know in order to be the best at the role that you're in to prepare you for this next role, which would be the senior manager. And then there's a different set of recommended readings and there's a different set of competencies. And so I would encourage you guys to find where you're at in the employee maturity model on this document and look at, okay, where, where am I strong? Where do I have areas of opportunity? 
and for those areas of opportunity, how can you work on developing those now and in the present time before the actual opportunity for you to step into that role happens? Because what I can tell you over the past three and a half years of starting this company, we've gone from zero employees to having over 140 employees and we have a health business that has another 50. There's, there's literally no shortage of opportunity inside this environment for people who are become great at the role that they're in, but are also like proactive and aware enough to understand how quickly this business could grow to where they're like developing those skill sets before they even have the role so that three months goes by and it's like, oh, this person already knows how to do this thing because they took this course or they read this book and they were self-aware enough so that that person is ready because I would always prefer to promote from within and we have a remarkable track record of doing that instead of going and finding outside talent. But those are really our two choices when we're growing, right? We add a new business line, we add a new service, we partner with a new venture. Okay, well we need somebody to go help us run that thing. We can either hire from outside or we can have our team members who already know our philosophies, who've already worked with our clients, and we can put them in those roles because they're ready for them. But if you're not ready, and this is where it ties to your goals, if you're not ready because your goal doesn't, you don't feel like you want to be a senior manager or you want to be a director, or you want to be doing this thing, you're never going to put the energy into developing those skill sets if you don't want that thing. So your goals should be tied to where you see yourself contributing and what type of role you want to have here. Um, and some of you are going to say, I want to be a director. Some of you are going to say, I'm good in the role that I have. Hopefully that's very few of you. That would be very sad if you joined here just to stay in the same role forever. That would not be ideal, but it happens, right? Not everybody wants to 10x all the time. That's okay. Well, it's not really okay, but you know, that's, that's a different conversation. Um, and some of you guys are like, shit, I want to be a partner in this organization. What do I have to do in order to do that? Um, Candice, who's our executive vice president of the largest division inside this organization started with us 10 years ago and moved from a coordinator to a senior coordinator to a manager to a senior manager to a director to a senior director to a vice president to an executive vice president and it took 10 years to do that because the previous business that we had there was we had more time we were it took 14 years to build that business to 30 million dollars in revenue this business hit $75 million in revenue in three years. So we don't have as much time as we used to have, which means it takes a team that's interested in opportunity to like be great and then also want to learn these other things so that we're all prepared for this next rendition of growth, this next opportunity. So with that, I've done all the talking for the last 27 minutes. I would love to open it up to any questions. I'm gonna force participation. You can have a question or comment, but we're not getting off this call until, let's see, there's only, there's four, there's six of you. We're not getting off this call until two people either have a comment or question. I'm gonna mute myself and you guys now get to talk. So Alex Stems here, uh, finance advisor. Where would I be on this list here? Oh, great. Yes, so you're in the strategic business unit. So you have an SBU um, employee maturity model. Uh, if you wanna oh, reach out to Gabby, it's different than this. exactly. Okay, this is like the Got catch-all it. for the one for the organization that doesn't have the specific employment training models. Okay, great, great, great Thank question. You. So I, I actually have a question. So Beautiful. one of the things you mentioned was um, becoming a partner in the organization. Mm. 
so what does that look like? What what besides uh, mastering some of these competencies, competencies, what is it that um, you and Brandon and really the other partners look for in future partners? Yeah. Uh, future partners have the ability to generate revenue and add new lines of business to this organization. Um, every partner that we have currently in this business have demonstrated their ability to go out and either make Cardone Ventures more known or uh, through the promotion of Cardone Ventures and adding clients and or they are responsible for running and creating a revenue generating um, opportunity. People who are partners really understand what it's like to have the weight of, okay, how do we grow every single day? That's the, that's the thought that Brandon and I wake up with and Grant every single day is like, what do we have to do in order to grow Cardone Ventures? And to be able to put that together to add revenue demonstrates to us that they're really thinking like a partner. And then also the competencies in executive vice president. It's like the, par the partners in this organization, they work constantly to help and to create the betterment of our clients and our team members. So they, when they're present, they're asking questions. When they're showing up, they're engaged. Many of them have actually had to move. That's a big indicator for us. Like somebody has moved in order to make this opportunity work for them because they believe in it that much. Um, and they travel and are willing to make short-term sacrifices for where they see their opportunity in the future. Thank you, that was great. It's a really great question. All right, so great to meet many of you and to see others of you. Again, um, looking forward to our next onboarding training, which is the business model overview. And until then, I like to end every call by saying happy Transformational Tuesday. Bye guys. I don't know about you, but my biggest takeaway was mashed potatoes, corn, and Doritos. I'm definitely gonna have to try that out, but hopefully there were other deeper, more meaningful takeaways that you could apply into your business. This is what we're here to do. This is our legacy, this is our mission, and you fulfilling on that, and you being able to, to be the, the 10Xers who grow and truly 10X not only your business, but your personal lives and the growth that you have in all areas, in all aspects of your life, that's what we're here to, to help you do. Thank you guys for having me and I look forward to seeing you soon. <laughs>